What is up, guys? Another week here on the Ugga Lee podcast. Matt DeBerry, Dylan Weber. Matt, what is up? What's going on, Dylan? Good to be back. Good to be back, man. Yeah. Oh, we're yeah, we're kind of in a little bit of a, a dead period for Georgia football. Um, but recruiting, you've been busy now. Coaches making week to week trips. But um, yeah, let's start off. I mean, just kind of talk about where Georgia stands after this championship loss. I mean. Let's not try and beat the dead horse too much because it's already been talked about a lot this week. But, I mean, what now for Georgia? You got Sugar Bowl coming up, but what all does it mean? Yeah, but, I mean, the Sugar Bowl is a big deal. And, you know, obviously we're not going to talk about Georgia-Alabama that much because, you know, we did it on the ride home. We've written about it. Everyone knows what happened. And that was definitely tough. But, I mean, this staff is right back on the recruiting trail and trying to get their guys. They've been all over the country, man. Sam Pittman went up to see your boys, Xavier Trust, that you saw – he went and saw Trevor Keegan last night, four-star tackle out of Illinois. Um, th- they're making their rounds. I think he and Kirby, I hope they have a Delta Sky Miles. They've been flying all over the place, seeing pretty much every target that they've got out there, Dylan. I mean, it's they, they've done a great job, and they're some of the best recruiters in the country. Obviously, Sam Pittman and Kirby Smite are two of the best, and they're proving it this week. I'm just looking on Twitter, and I keep seeing, like, like each hour, I feel like it's just like, this coach is in like other side of Georgia or the country or the South, just like, and then like the next day it's just like, oh, and then now they're like, you know, 10 hours away, like in another spot. And I mean, I, yeah, I saw Sam Pittman and, and Kirby were in Brunswick last night or today, that was, tonight. That was this, this morning. This, this morning. morning. Yeah. See, I don't. Yeah. Last night they were in Illinois, <laughs> uh, seeing Trevor Keegan. And then Kirby this morning was in Brunswick, Georgia. Um, seeing uh, Warren McClendon, a four-star uh, offensive lineman, can play tackle, can play guard. Uh, but he's a solid four-star. I think they were at IMG. They talked five-star running back Trey Sanders and they take an official visit to Georgia this weekend, which is a big deal. So um, N'Kobe Dean, five-star linebacker, told me that their in-home visit with him would be next weekend or next week. He said he thinks it's Tuesday night. So Kirby, Glenn Schumann, possibly Dan Lanning. They're all going to be in Mississippi, just south of Memphis, to check on him. So they're, they're definitely making the rounds, and I'm expecting Georgia to close really well once again and have a top five easy, possibly top three class uh, in 2019. So, I mean, they're getting those kids, man. I mean, it's get- just, that's probably you know exciting for fans to hear just kind of after these past few weeks. It seems like it's been a little rough for recruiting, you know, several law or decommitments, and he picked up a couple, but... It just kind of seems like the past month or two have been more of a, a negative trend in Georgia recruiting. But Yeah, I mean, the the Auburn weekend was big. I mean, you were out there helping me try to get pictures of all those kids that were in town. And, uh, you know, my guy Brian Breesey that we talked about earlier, he was there. Lots of 2020 kids, lots of 2019 kids. So, But, I mean, this staff is really focused on trying to win a championship and focused on this team. And kind of put recruiting, you know, on the back end, you know, since that Auburn game, which they should. I mean, they were fighting for a national championship. Obviously, they think they're the second best team in the country still. But, you know, now the SEC championship's over, signing days around the corner. This is where this staff really, really shines. It's on the recruiting trail, and they're doing a great job so far. Well, and so, I mean, it, Ohio State just lost Urban Meyer, and I know you've been asked this a million times on the board, but – and, and, you know, your response seems like, nah, it's not as big of a deal as Georgia recruiting as people would like to make it be. But is there a couple guys, maybe one or two, that this does affect in Georgia recruiting? Well, I think it could affect um, 
one guy in 2020, um, he, he's got a Hispanic name. If I try to say it, I'm going to butcher it. Uh, Lee, Lee Hawn Cavazos. There's a J in the middle, Dylan. Uh, you're a Texas guy. I think the J is silent. So Lee Hawn, Lee Jean Cavazos. His dad's a great dude. I talked to his dad the other day. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I'm being real. I don't want to screw the kid's name up. He's a great kid. Uh, I talked to him a lot in the, this spring and in the summer. Georgia, he told me, was his leader for a long time. He was kind of always going to Ohio State. He, he wanted to play for Urban Meyer and committed to Ohio State um, this summer. But he's a guy who visited Georgia twice. And again, 2020 kids. There's still you know a long time for him. But his dad told me Georgia's absolutely in the mix there. So that's a guy to keep an eye on. But Harry Miller is going to go to Ohio State. Steel Chambers is going to go to Ohio State. Those are two kids in the state of Georgia committed to Ohio State. And I think they're going to remain committed there. But in 2020, I think that kid, uh, as as, uh, he's very high on Georgia. We'll see what happens there. But Jake Ray, a kid out of Marietta, decommit from Ohio State too. I don't see Georgia being a player there. He's not as good as Broderick Jones, who you know really well. Yeah, Broderick's my boy. Roderick is your boy, big dog post fan. Uh, so other than that one kid down at IMG, uh, I don't think it has affected Georgia recruiting too much. I know everyone was hoping it would, but uh, right now I don't see it other than that 2020 safety. Now, these next couple of weeks, big couple of weeks before early signing period, what are you watching out for? What should other people be watching out for? Well, the big weekend is next weekend. Tons of major, major targets are going to be in Athens, December 14th, 15th, 16th. That's next Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And again, early signing day, Dylan, that's that's the 19th. That's the first day you can sign. So the fact that Georgia has you know, guys like five-star Darnell Wright, who's probably a February guy, um, but Evan uh, Neal, who's going this week. Uh, but tons of guys. I, mean, I can't really, off the top of my head, it, it's a huge list. I'll have a bigger list on dog posts for the – Visitors next weekend, but uh, I think Jaden Hazelwood uh, will be there the next weekend. All the commitments, Ryland Goaty, Don Blaylock, they're going to all be there. So it's, I mean, they could really, really close well that weekend before signing day, before uh, the 19th. So tons of targets in town that weekend. So that's something that I'm going to keep a close eye on, and um, I'll have a big list up on Dog Post um, as soon as I can, probably early next week. So. Tell me this, in NCAA football, the game, NCAA 14, when you're recruiting, having the later visit, really, it gives you more points in the recruiting game. How true is that to the actual recruiting game? Well, it, it's definitely a big deal when you've got guys like Kirby Smart and Sam Pittman, closers. Those guys are closers in the recruiting world. And so when they have the last pitch and get the last in-home visit and you know host all these guys the last weekend before signing day, it's a, a huge deal. Because, uh, again, they, these are two of the top recruiters in the country. They've got their kids coming in when they want, and they're the ones who get to make that last pitch. So you know, as we saw last year in December and in February, I mean, this staff closed as well, as you can imagine, better than we all expected. And it wouldn't surprise me if they did that again. I mean, they know what they're doing, and they're going to have the last pitch. And if they're the guys who get the last in-home visit, I mean, I wouldn't count them out. So, all right, recruiting gotten that taken care of and we said we wouldn't talk about the Alabama game much but with last year in the SC championship game when Auburn lost I mean they just lost all motivation to do anything right is that a concern with Georgia at all you think 
I thought it might be until they got slated to play your Texas Longhorns. I mean, again, Texas is not back, and, no, and I think Texas fans are in a position where they're ecstatic to be in the Sugar Bowl. They're getting back. They're not there yet, but Texas fans are elated to be in the Sugar Bowl. They're so excited. We're Georgia fans, you know. It's, it's I, a disappointment. It is. I never thought this would be a disappointment for Georgia fans going to the Sugar Bowl, but it is. But again, Texas is still a major program. You know, it's, I mean, they're historic. They're the Texas Longhorns. And although, you know, they have a, you know, three, four losses. I'm not sure which ones. They're but at, I mean, uh, four losses right now. They're nine and four. Think about that. A nine and four team is in the Sugar Bowl. Yeah, it's a little odd, but that's the college football landscape right now. But, you know, it's not Central Florida. If they're playing Central Florida, part of me would think that Kirby would want the team to come out and just step on their throat and beat them by 50 and, you know, put them, you know, where they belong. But it is Texas, and I do think the the Georgia fans will show up, and I think the team will show up. I mean, yeah, it's a big game. I think the last time Georgia and Texas played uh, was in the, the Cotton Bowl all those years ago. I think Georgia kept them from winning, uh, like, a share of a national championship. It was it was a long time ago, and uh you know, two major historic programs going at it in the Sugar Bowl, which is historic itself. I'm expecting Georgia to come out and play really hard, and it should be fun, man. This is, will be our second trip to New Orleans and Bourbon Street on New Year's. I think the Dog Post crew is going to have a really good time. One thing that I, I kind of had a concern with Georgia about it as well, and one thing that really I thought might help them and kind of energize them was when DeAndre Baker said he was going to play in it. I you know, I, that wasn't really a surprise to me. I thought he would, but and for those listening, he did just win the Jim Thorpe Award tonight. Um, but I thought, you know, that kind of shows the team, like, like yeah, like, you know, I I don't have anything to gain by playing in this, but I want to be here. I want to play with the team, and I think you know that kind of helps rally the troops a little bit, get some riled up for this game. And that shows just where this program is. I mean, this ain't Auburn. This ain't guys leaving early. It ain't LSU leaving early. I mean. This is a very close team, and DeAndre Baker, again, he could have left last year. He loves Georgia. He loves this team, and he loves playing with these guys. He could have left last year. He came back, won the Jim Thorpe Award, um, probably a top 10, top 15 pick. We all know that. And I don't think anyone would blame him for skipping the Sugar Bowl. But again, the Sugar Bowl is a big deal still. It's against Texas, and I don't think anyone would – you know, hate on him for sitting this game out, but you know that just shows what type of person he is, and I mean, and where this program is too. These guys want to play and, for Georgia yeah. one more time. They want to wear the red and black, and that's such a big thing. Because um, and, and really, the guys like Lorenzo Carter, Davin Bellamy, Nick Chubb, Sony Michelle, those guys kind of started that. I mean, because a lot they all could have gone pro after that 2016 season. You know, pretty yep. pretty poor year. What eight and five they finished in the Liberty Bowl. Right. Not nearly what they had all hoped for, but, I mean, Kirby closed. He got them to come back, and I think that has really changed the mentality of this program and guys who could leave after the junior year but stay for that senior year, like DeAndre Baker and Jonathan Ledbetter. It, yeah, and I think guys in the future who are deciding whether they go pro or whether to skip a bowl game, they're going to think, well, DeAndre Baker didn't. And, and he, he, he would. Yeah. He, he, I mean, his stock last year was – you know, late first rounder, second rounder, and you know it—it's it, that's a gamble to come back at that point because that's those are that is a great draft stock, and he came back and just upped it even more. Yeah, it, this definitely helps Georgia in the future. Uh, a lot of these guys are going to think, you know what, 
Nick didn't. Sony didn't. DeAndre Baker didn't. They they didn't leave. They and, all came back. And, and yeah, all of their stocks went up. Definitely. Um, so I think you're going to see more of that uh, down the road, too. I mean, again, it just shows where this program is at right now. I mean, Greedy Williams, you know, he's not dying to play another game at LSU. Jared Stidham's not dying to play another game at Auburn. Clearly They're not, not, man. He, I mean, he's, <laughs> after last season, I know a lot of people had him going into this year as – one of the, if not the top quarterback in the class. And now he, people are you know, free, putting him on the fringe top 10 for the quarterbacks in the class. And I think he's better than that. But I've yeah. never been a fan of Jared Stidham, but you know, that's just me. Maybe he is better than I think. I don't know, but I don't think too After much of After this year? Oof. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. But, again, big, big, big for Georgia to have DeAndre Baker playing in this game because Texas is going to be ready. You know, they get a chance to play – the Georgia Bulldogs, one of the best teams in the country, in the Sugar Bowl. And, and this is and, and for them to take that next step, too. This is Texas' biggest game in close to a decade, man. Think about yeah, talk, that. Yeah, t- talk to us about this Texas team. You've probably watched more Texas football than anyone listening right now, definitely more than, than me. Uh, I know your your buddies with the quarterback over there. He follows you on Twitter. You guys are boys talking about him and, uh, you know, the, who Georgia? What what Texas team is Georgia going to see? Well, uh, Texas, they've played really badly at times. Mar- they lost to Maryland, a Maryland team that is in shambles, and and they did better this year than anyone expected. But still, should not have lost to that team. Lost to a mediocre Oklahoma State team, and so they always play down to their competition. But they always play up to it, too. I mean, they challenged Oklahoma, and they, they beat Oklahoma, and they held tight with them for a little bit in the Big 12 championship game. Pulled away there and lost that one. Um, but they, they do play up to their competition. And Sam Ellinger, the quarterback, is a very tough-nosed guy. Good quarterback. It does seem like he's a little banged up, though. Um, he's been dealing with injuries with uh, all season. And that's just kind of the way he plays is or he gets a lot of injuries with the way he plays because he's a very downhill runner. Never slides. Yeah. yeah, he's a better runner than I thought. He's I mean uh-huh. he, he's a Tebow like runner. He he I've seen him slide maybe once or twice, and I've been watching him since he was a sophomore in high school. Yeah. He likes to lower his shoulder and run through you, and he does it pretty well. Well, these uh, I, I guess we we're going to have a bunch of collisions in the the sugar bowl then if he's going to try to run through these these georgia linebackers deandre walker is going to i don't want to say have his hands full but he's going to have a lot of opportunities to make plays if ellinger is going to try to run around and scramble and try to make plays like that and another thing about this texas team they're wide receivers they got some dudes out there they are good colin johnson and and your boy little jordan humphreys <laughs> love that i hope he has a great game he's Just, really good man he's really good well, real quick, I went to the Sugar Bowl when Georgia played Hawaii um, in the 2007 season. It was the first day of 2008, obviously. But the uh, the stadium announcer guy, he's got a big-time Louisiana accent going on. And so it was really funny to hear him talk over you know the, the speaker and all that. So I'm really excited to see how that guy, if it's the same guy, uh, say, little Jordan Humphrey. So I hope. That guy has a bunch of catches, so I can kind of hear it, uh, Louisiana accent on his name uh, throughout the ball game. I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, and and you know back back to the horns. One more thing is, yeah, th- like I said, this is probably their biggest game in nearly a decade since. I mean, maybe since the national championship game, 
um, biggest, when they played No Nine. Game? Biggest bowl game or biggest bowl game biggest? for sure. But I right. mean, biggest game otherwise would be last week when they lost to Oklahoma. And yeah, that was the biggest Texas Oklahoma game of all time, right? Techni- I mean, I they- mean, technically because it had never been that late in the season and for a conference championship, they always play you know the first in the first half of the season. So it's it never has the the weight of that game. Yeah, yeah. Auburn fans are gonna hate it but you know last year's sec championship in over 100 years that was the biggest georgia auburn game of all time yeah. over 100 years and georgia whooped that ass um but enough talk about auburn uh, i think texas is a good team i think they'll give georgia a fight but you know georgia's offensive line i, I feel like they're, they they're could, gonna push them around and, and texas has a good defensive line but i think right. i mean just with what georgia did against alabama with the offensive line yeah i mean i think I think Swift will have a, a field day. I guess we'll talk about this in a little bit if you want, Dylan, but Elijah Holyfield, I think we'll know whether he's going pro or not before this game. Like, we should, right? I mean... Nah, he wouldn't announce that before. Okay, well, that's big for Noah Kane, uh, the running back. Um, I don't know... If, I don't know what's going to happen there because he wants... He's supposed to be signing in, you know, on the 19th, but he's also said he wants to know if Elijah Holyfield's leaving, if Brian Herring's leaving. That's going to be a big deal in his decision. So we'll see. I, I, I think he's looking too much into that myself. But, you know, that's him and his family, and they want to play early. So interesting on that. I don't know when Elijah Holyfield's going to announce or not. I, but I, I would guess he would, honestly. Yeah. And, and Brian Herring, that would be really weird if he left. Not left early for the draft, maybe transferred. But that, that would, yeah, if Brian yeah. Herring transferred, that wouldn't be as surprising. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, big game. I, I'm excited to go down there. I'm going to fly down there. I've got to cover some all-star practices and games the week, you know, a few days after yeah. Christmas. You guys are going down there early, right? Well, have like, you heard how I'm I'm doing this? No, y'all are going Thursday? Well, so he, I mean, okay, so I'm going to be in Austin is the thing. And oh. that, but to fly, or flying into New Orleans is pretty cheap from Austin. Flying out is ridiculously expensive. Why is so, that? I, I don't know. I think I honestly have no idea. Maybe because of the game. But so I'm flying into New Orleans from Austin, and then with Dean and Brad driving from New Orleans to Atlanta to fly out of there. Because it's like I mean it, we're talking like eight hundred dollars cheaper. So you're going from New Orleans driving with us. I'll be riding. Oh, with you're the- riding there too. Well, I'm flying from Atlanta to New Orleans just one way, and then I'm going to ride yeah. with you guys back. Yeah, so I'm riding to Atlanta so I can fly from Atlanta to Austin. <laughs> oh, boy. That's some trip. Yeah. That is some trip. Um, well, sorry about that, Dylan. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. This is, that's what this podcast is made for, to just share horrible yeah. news with each other. There about, you go. About our uh, arrangements. So, th- so that's our Sugar Bowl talk again. I think we're going to have a good time in New Orleans for oh, sure. Yeah. I'm, uh, I, I got a bunch of friends from Texas and Georgia going. It's going to be a good time. Bourbon Street on New Year's. You really can't beat that. So I, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Um, so after the Sugar Bowl, you, you're going back home. I mean, what are your winter? What's your winter break like? I know you didn't have the best Thanksgiving. Um, yeah. Well. So I hope your Christmas is better. How do you do that back home? Christmas. Well, Christmas is usually honestly Christmas Day is actually pretty boring. Um, because I, we just celebrate my dad, my brother, and me, and it ends at about noon. We, it starts at about eleven and ends at about noon. 
Um, and then we just hang out the rest of the day. But, I got you. And I then, got you. Um, yeah, and we usually go up to my grandpa's for uh, his birthday, which is on the 28th, and we usually leave on the 27th to go see him. Okay, now but, where is where is he at? In Midland, Texas, out of uh, if you've ever you know Friday Night Lights, it's right by where that book is about. Yeah, Odessa Permian. Yeah, Odessa yeah. yeah it's it's like it's it's the town right next to it. Oh wow! So there, there's nothing in West Texas though, right? Like um, bunch of a bunch of cattle, oil fields. Oh boy, flatland. Well, there you go. Well, um, yeah, that's good. I mean, this recruiting wise, this is always big. That the week before Christmas and New Year's is always a big deal. That's when they have all these All Star games around here. Well, so yeah, I remember last year you didn't fly out to L.A. until like real late. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's where I try to find some guys. Um, because, you know, covering the games, there's a lot of Friday nights where we don't go see a high school game. Yeah. So, um, so this is where I go, and I find the kids, they, it's really the best of the best in-state going at it. So that's when I can really, you know, figure out, you know, who the top guys are. Um, so I've got that going on, and obviously I'll have everyone covered over on Dog Post. But real quick, I want to go back to the team. They gave out some awards, some All-SEC, All-American nominations you want to go down the list for us real quick on uh, the georgia bulldogs who made it yeah okay we'll start with the freshmen uh george led sec uh led the sec with five freshmen um justin fields isaiah wilson cade mays jake camarda jordan davis um isaiah wilson cade mays that's not too surprising to me yeah uh, justin fields i think it was just there i mean how many starting freshman quarterback were there and, right and so, no. they, so they went with yeah the best backup one and Justin Fields has probably played the most for most of the backups well that's what happens when you have a uh, top three and top you know the top class in the country and um, yeah. you're gonna have all these guys so but my guy big shout out to Isaiah Wilson redshirted last year came took over that right tackle spot and I think he did a great job I mean yeah he did a good job I, he yeah, wasn't, I mean he wasn't phenomenal in my eyes but I mean I thought he was really good really solid yeah, and I think coming from Brooklyn, he definitely needed a year under his belt, and he came out, and I thought he, I thought he did really, really well, especially um, in the run game. I felt like they ran, they ran behind Andrew Thomas a lot because Andrew Thomas is just a, a man. He is a grown man over there. But I, I, when I went back and watched the tape, Isaiah Wilson, I think uh, played really, really well this year, and you didn't really hear about it because you know the you don't. Dude, the dude on the other side is, yeah, you know, yeah. going to be a first round pick next year. Definitely. Like, it, but Cade Mays, uh, versatility, you know, I mean, he yeah. brings much to that team. Someone comes out, throw Cade Mays in there. He did a great job this year, too. So. And, and Jake Camarda, um, you know, I think that's just kind of a similar thing with Justin Fields. There probably weren't a whole lot of freshman punters, and Jake Camarda, of them all, was probably the best. Um, he, he can boom it. He's got to control it a little bit, but he can boom it. There's no doubt. He's got a hell of a leg on him. And then obviously Jordan Davis came in and played like an animal that he, second. That, that was he was so big for that because the and you and I both agreed on this even before the season started that they really needed to figure out that nose tackle spot. Just a guy who can not even make tackles there, but just fill gaps and allow yeah. the linebackers to make plays. Yeah, and he and was able to do that. Again, you can't teach size. And he's got it. But, yeah, I mean, kudos to Trey Scott. Developed him a little bit and got his weight down, got him into shape. And, I mean, he was an animal against Georgia Tech for sure. Everyone on the defensive line was. But, yeah, overall, I mean, solid group. I mean, 
they're the second best team in the country, and it shows on these, you know, all first team SEC. Andrew Thomas, Lamont Galliard, DeAndre Baker, obviously. Second team, DeAndre Swift, well-deserved. Jonathan Ledbetter, well-deserved. Uh, Rodrigo, uh, Nicole Hardman. Nicole flashed here and there. He didn't really take over any games. He would kind of disappear here and there. But Early speak- in the season, it really looked like he was going to be, I mean, just he was primed for an awesome yeah. year. But, yeah, it did kind of yeah. fade it- away. I still love Miko. He's still just a huge weapon, and he definitely I'm expecting to come back and have a monster senior year. I mean, he's not getting any slower. The speed is always going to be there. So um, another weapon for Georgia next fall too. So it was a fun. It was a fun year. Um, we got to go to. It went by really quick, Dylan. Is that just me, or did this year kind of fly by? It seemed a lot faster than last year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. I remember going to South Carolina like it was yesterday. Um, but fun, fun trip overall. Uh, I thought the road trip to Kentucky was was fine. That didn't wasn't too long there. Uh, the to best, New Orleans was a good time. Uh, we had fun. Best road trip this year. Oh man, New Orleans was fun. We we did more down there and we stayed a little bit longer. Yeah, um, we didn't do anything in Jacksonville. Obviously, I was down there with the girlfriend and her sister, and you, you were out uh, just yeah, with my I was doing with my college thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we didn't really get together a whole lot in uh, Jacksonville, but Kentucky was fine. Got to see our, our buddy Fletcher Page um, propose to to Caitlin. That was a good time. That was a good so, night. That was a fun night. That was a fun night. That was a fun night. Um, Hanging out, drinking beers with some other media members that people I'm sure uh, know that is listening to this. So and, yeah, and, and time seeing all the great kids in the brewery. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I, don't I don't want to go there. But if you're listening to this and you've got kids, don't take your kids to a brewery. Just don't do it. I mean, that's I mean, you should be going to jail for that. That's do you want to do you do you want to see Matt upset? If you don't want to see Matt <laughs> upset, don't do that. There you go. There you go. Um, awesome. Uh, real quick, how's it going w- with the coffee girl? What is what's the latest? <laughs> everyone wants to know. Is it? Off? I think is only it... you and Dean want to know. Well, I don't. I don't think I know the latest. I don't know. What, what's the latest that you know? What, what, what was the last update you heard? I think there was maybe a date or two after the coffee thing, but you weren't all in on her. Is that right? No, I was like, not all in. I'm still not all in, and she she was at first, but she's not as much anymore. We're still talking a little bit, but it's it's. I think we're really just friends at this point, much more casual. Okay, so you, are you, you still on the prowl? I guess that's a bad word, but I mean, yeah, I'd, prowl makes me sound really creepy. <laughs> I don't mean it like that, but um, no, I, I know. Good, good for you. There's a lot of good-looking girls in Athens, so y- you keep doing your thing. But uh, when do you go to Australia again? I, I leave. To- yeah, for for all those listening, I leave for Australia for next semester, studying abroad. Um, I leave here on January. I leave the states on January nineteenth. Man, how long is that flight? You said you're going to Hawaii too, right? On Stop, the way. Yeah, I'm. Stop, it's it's halfway between. Hawaii is halfway between, or about halfway from here to Australia, so stopping there. Um, yeah, it's that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I've I've never left the country. I mean, the, the Bahamas doesn't count. I don't think that counts. Like Atlantis doesn't count. That's still America in my book. And again, I I, I love the United States, as you know. I'm a, I'm a big America guy. I don't have any you know reason to leave the country. But exactly. Yeah. No, you've told me that many a times. 
I, I will say uh, Australia for studying abroad is pretty cool. I'll give you that. That'd be pretty cool. I really like the accents. That's really the only reason I'm going there. I don't know the difference between a British accent and an Australian accent. If I tried to do both of them, I think it would sound the same. No, you know, you would, you could understand the difference. Really? Yeah, definitely. I think there's a little more twang, I guess, in Australian accent. The Australian one, I feel like, is a little smoother. Okay. I don't know how to describe it actually. Are you staying uh, in Sydney or like somewhere else? Moving around, Sydney, Melbourne, um, Brisbane. Yeah, but I'll be what, all around. What's in the middle of Australia? Well, it's, like, actually, it, it's just a deep hole, a deep hole to hell. In <laughs> Australia, no. <laughs> It's uh, it's the outback. It, I don't know, kangaroos and stuff. A whole bunch of kangaroos jumping around. They'll box you, man. Don't don't be pissing off any kangaroos while you're there. Okay, so you could beat an alligator in a wrestle. Could you beat a kangaroo in a boxing match? I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I don't I, think so either. Yeah, I mean, I'm a badass. I'm not that much of a badass, but I, I need to get in shape too. I'm almost thirty. I, I need to get my ass back in shape, play some basketball, or do something. Um, cause right now, no, that kangaroo would kick my ass, but, um, it'd be nice. But, um, yeah, man, that's, I think that's all we got. Um, another great edition of the ugly podcasting and everyone, thank you for listening and, um, let us know how you liked it. Make sure you come to New Orleans and have a drink with us on Bourbon yeah, Street. If you find us, come say hi. Definitely come say hello and, and thanks for listening guys. Yeah, yeah, and, um, Make sure to check out Dog Post for the next couple of weeks. Max is going to have some, some good recruiting stuff. I'm releasing a story next week about Ugga and his daily routine on game days. I've been looking forward to this one for a long time, too. So I'm excited to read that, and I'm sure everyone else is, too. Yeah, it'll be interesting. So, All right, guys. Appreciate it. See you all.